Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. Judges chapter 6, beginning at verse 14, the Bible says, Go in this thy might, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? And Gideon said unto the Lord, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto Gideon, Surely I will be with you, and you shall smite the Midianites as one man. And Gideon said unto the Lord, If now I have found grace in your sight. Show me a sign that you are talking to me. Have you ever had to run a race against someone who was obviously faster than you? Ever had to compete against an opponent who was conspicuously stronger than you? Or compete for a job against applicants who were immeasurably more experienced or qualified than you? Have you ever dealt with life issues that you know were greater than your capacity to endure? If so, then you know what it is like to face difficulty against all odds. And that's what we want to spend the next few minutes talking about is against all odds. It means that the chances of your favorable outcome are slim. Victory is unlikely. The deck is stacked against you, but still you must fight on. If you have ever wondered why life seems to be an uphill struggle so often, I want to pose to you a different perspective, one that will allow you to turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into triumph, failure into victory and fear into faith. It is the view of God looking at things from God's perspective. The Bible clearly tells us that God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. As far as the heavens are above the earth, so far so high are the Lord's thoughts and ways above ours. He doesn't think like you think. He doesn't reason like you and I reason. He doesn't have the same limitations that we have, the same barriers that we have. He doesn't have these filters through which we look through, the limited knowledge that we have. He's not limited by that. He is omniscient. He knows everything from the beginning to the end, everything in between. He already knows the outcome. It's like a fixed fight when you already know who the winner's going to be. It's not even fair, really, because you already know everything you need to know. The people on the other side are at a disadvantage 
advantage because they don't know what you know. If you knew what God knew, if you could see what he sees, if you could reason as he reasons, then I believe your perspective, my perspective would be quite different. So we will ask God to help us to see as he sees, to have the very mind of Christ that we might think even as he thinks. Have you ever wondered why God takes the least, the smallest, the underdog, and he uses that to exact victory? He chose Israel in Deuteronomy 7. God, the Bible says God chose Israel of all of the people and nations of the world, not because they were large, for they were the smallest nation of all. He chose the smallest nation of all, and he set his affection upon them and made them his chosen people, his peculiar people, his called out and his select people. While the world was betting on Goliath and all of the odds were in his favor, God chose David, a young lad, not even old enough to fight in the army. He wasn't even of age to be in the army, let alone be selected as one of the favored in the army. He was only qualified to bring the men in the army food and supplies. He wasn't even big enough to wear their suit of armor, but God chose David. Everybody else was betting on Goliath. Faith, faith, faith just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot, but you do have to use what you've got. It just takes a little bit of faith, the size of a mustard seed. And you might think, well, I don't even have that. But the Bible says that God has given to every man a measure of faith. So you do have faith. It takes faith for you to function in your everyday life. You don't even think about the things that you have faith in. You have faith when you put your key in the car, most of you, that your car is going to start up. You have faith in that because you believe that it's going to work as it was intended to work. Well, I want to challenge you to believe that the things of God in the supernatural will work and come to pass in your life just as God intended them to come to pass. I want to challenge you to speak over your life, your circumstance, your body to, to decree and to declare the word of God, to align yourself with the word of God and decree and declare and confess that it will work like it is supposed to work. Do you know that your heart is intended to pump the blood through your body? Your veins and your arteries are intended to be the vessels through which the blood flows to and from the heart. These things are supposed to work. Your lungs are supposed to give you the capacity to breathe in air and to let out a bad air. That is what the lungs are intended to do. Your body system is intended to function a particular way to keep you alive and to keep you healthy and well. So when it is not functioning as it is intended, you go back to the one who created you and you pray to God that, Lord, even if I, through my own incompetence and through my own unwillingness to do what is right, if I have caused issues in my body, would you, dear God, now set my body functions and systems back in alignment with their intended purpose, cause the heart to pump, cause the brain synapses to function, cause the signals in the brain to reach all of the various parts of my body to cause the hands to move and the legs to walk and the eyes to see and the mouth to speak and the mind to think. Let everything in me function as it was intended to function. I'm going back to the one that created it, expecting him to do even what he said he would do. That is the faith that I have in God, that he can set this thing right 
right. The manufacturer is the one who created it and he knows exactly what it is intended to do. He can get right to the problem. Get back to the one that created you to find out why things are going away and, and going wrong in your life and ask God to put it back in alignment to cause it to function as it is intended. When you know what a thing is intended to do, then you are not miffed by when it does what it is intended to do. God is not myth when Israel can rise up as the smallest of all nations and defeat enemies that are greater than he because God knows what is placed in them. God is not myth when a David can defeat a Goliath even though he's a hundred times smaller than a Goliath. God is not mythed by this because he knows what is placed in a David. He knows that the strength of a David is not in the ability to sling a rock and hit the giant in the head. The strength of a David is not in his ability to pull back a bowl and shoot it from an arrow. The strength of a David lies in the confidence that he has in an unseen God that has promised to fight on his behalf. You've got to know the source of your strength and the strength of your life. And when you do, you can face circumstances that might be set against all odds and know that you will come out victorious. God could have opened Sarah's womb and given Abraham and Sarah the promised seed when they were in their 20s or 30s or 40s or even 60s. But God's plan is to make it impossible with men that he might show you that he can do the impossible with men. It might be impossible, but not with God. The victory of the believer, whether it be David against Goliath, Gideon against the Midianites, Jehoshaphat against Moab and Ammon, the victory is not in the multitude of hosts or the power of your might, but it is in the power of your God. Your battle is won not by power nor by might, but by the Spirit of God. You might be facing circumstances that are against all odds, but if you keep your hands in the hand of the one who stilled the waters and calmed the seas and created the heavens and pulled back the sun and held it still in its place that he might exact victory for his own, you too can be victorious even when the odds are stacked against you. It's not a question of what you can do. It's a question of what your God can do. Is there anything too hard for God? God, help me to believe in your promises even when I don't see your plan. I need to trust you and believe that you can make and you will make a way out of no way that when my back is up against the wall, that you dear God will make a way. You will bring me out and you will exact victory on my behalf. Look at Gideon. He had been chosen by God, selected to be the one that would deliver the people of God. And you see what Gideon says. He doesn't say anything different than what you and I have said. When God chose Gideon, Gideon says back to God, he says, wait a minute, Lord, how, how are you going to use me to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Midianites? Do you not know, dear God, that my family is poor in Manasseh and that even of the poor family that I come from, I'm the least in my father's house. Isn't that what we do to God? We begin telling him of our inadequacies, telling him of what we can't do, how small we are. Remember, 
Remember Moses? He says, I can't go and speak to Pharaoh. I have a stuttering problem. Listen, I'll do anything you want me to do, but I don't want to do that. And that's what we do a lot. Well, we'll do anything you want us to do, but we don't want to do that. Jonah, I'll go where you want me to go, but I don't want to go tell them about the power of God and the judgment of God because you're just going to forgive them when they repent. I don't want to do that. And that's what we do. We tell God, we'll go where you send me and do what you command me, but we don't want to do that. Not that that you want me to do. I'll go anywhere else, but I don't want to go there. I'll speak to anyone, but I don't want to speak to them. I'll do anything, but I don't want to do that. But how, because you think the odds are against you. I can't speak because I stutter. I can't go God because I have a problem with these things. I would fight. I can get 32,000 on my own. I can form an army that might be formidable against the enemy, but I still don't want to go, but I'll take the army. I'll take my chances with the army that I form. But God says, I don't want you going with that army. I don't want you going with that weaponry. Do you see why David was a man after God's own heart? Here is a little puny boy sitting on the backside of the mountain, tending to the father's flock. And he's willing to fight the lion and fight the bear, take the jaws of the lion. He's willing to fight the Goliath. He's willing to come against the enemy. He's willing to stand in the power of his God against all odds. He's willing to believe that God is greater. Listen, it does seem like that odds are stacked against you. It does seem like an unfair fight when God sends you as a puny little David to stand against a great big Goliath. But the thing that you don't see, the thing that we need to look at is that the odds are against us, but God is against your odds. Listen, you are smaller than your Goliath, but God is greater than your giant. When you look at it from God's perspective, looking at it from your perspective, it seems unfair because Goliath is so much bigger, but looking at it from God's perspective, it seems unfair because God is so much bigger. You need to look at it through the eyes of faith. You need to see it the way that God sees it. You need to believe it the way that God has said it. You need to take God at his word, challenge him to do and to be all that he said he would do and be in your life. You need to say that, Lord, if you be God, then I want you to do this for me. Isn't that what uh, Peter said when he was in the ship and the, the storm was raging and Jesus comes walking on the water and Peter says unto him, listen, if it be you, Lord, bid me come. You need to begin to challenge God. Take him at his word. Lord, if it be you, then show me how you can exact the victory through what I have. Show me how you can pay the bill. The bill is $600. I have 250. How can you get this taken care of? The thing calls for 200 people. I have 42. How can we meet the need? Show me how you can take what I have and do what you have called me to do. I guarantee you when the challenge is put to God, even in Malachi, you remember he said, prove me here with and see. You think that's just about your tithes and offerings? No, you can prove God with anything that he has said in his word. Prove him and see if he won't do all that he said, be all that he promised, if he won't bring to pass just what he told you he would do. God is so much bigger than everything you encounter, so much greater than everything you face. It does seem like the odds are stacked against you. But when you look at it from the eyes of faith, from the perspective of your God, yes, you are small in comparison to what you face. But God, when you look at it through his eyes, this 
this thing that you face is infinitesimally smaller than your God. It's insignificant. It doesn't even measure on the rector scale. It doesn't even show a blip on the screen. God is so much greater and so much bigger and he can do the miraculous. You need to put your trust in an unseen God and believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Believe that he will do just what he said, that he is faithful and he that is promised is able to do what he promised. He's not like one who has thrown out a wolf ticket that he can't back up. He's not like one that has given you a promise that he can't deliver on, but God can do all that he promised you that he would do. He will make a way. The God that you serve will make a way. He will make a way for you to come out of what you're in, to be victorious in the midst of your circumstance, to turn your situation around, to give you the victory and to give you a testimony. After all, he said that we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. He has supplied the blood of the lamb. You need to supply the word of your testimony. The testimony can only be gotten when you go through the test. There is no testimony without a test. This test is going to bring about a testimony of the miraculous power and the hand of God in your life that God made a way.
just like he did before, he will make a way again. Lord, you made a way for me. You made a way for me out of impossible situations, out of insurmountable odds. When everything was stacked against me, you made a way. It's not a question of what you can do. It's a question of what your God can do. Is there anything too hard for God? God, let me see what you see and help me to believe in your promise even when I don't see your plan. Help me to turn my I can't into I will. Help me to turn why me into why not me. Sometimes we don't know our strength until we have realized our weakness. Gideon had to go to battle, not with the 32,000, but he had to go to battle with 300 men. But God gave him a strategy and God gave him victory and God showed him that, listen, he says, as a matter of fact, I'm only letting you take 300. The truth is you don't even need 300 because I am going to fight this battle for you. I'm going to send the ambushments in the camp of your enemy. Your ability to overcome, your ability to endure is tied to your willingness to trust God. You need to keep your eyes on the Lord. As long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he was able to walk on the water. When Jehoshaphat and Israel prayed to God, they said, we don't know what to do, but we have turned our eyes toward you. And God turned their circumstance around and gave them the victory in a battle that they didn't even have to fight. When the odds are against you, God is for you and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So for the believer, you have God. And even though in the natural, the odds appear to be against you, your chances of victory are not only good, but your victory is certain. Your deliverance is imminent. Your turnaround is upon you. Esther, God turned an orphan into a queen. Moses, God turned a self-conscious stutterer into a bold deliverer full of faith. Look at David. God took that little puny boy and made him the one that they sang about when they went to the battles. They sang about his exploits in battle. Look at Joseph. God turned that the one that was hated by his brothers into the salvation, not only of the same brothers, but also of a nation. God will take you and make something wonderful out of you because he's going to give you a testimony of his greatness and of his power and of his ability because that testimony is going to help others be overcomers when they hear of the exploits that God has done through you. Even as we now rehearse the stories of David and Goliath and Joseph, and as we rehearse the stories of Esther and Moses and all of the men and women of God that are left in the scriptures, others will be rehearsing the stories that God has done through your life, the victories that God has wrought through you, the battles that he has won and fought on your behalf. And that testimony will help others get through what they are going through. You think cancer is a big deal. It's not a big deal for God. He will deliver you from every affliction, from every disease, from every wound that the enemy can inflict upon you. May God give you victories and may God defeat your enemy. May God heal your body. May God deliver you from bondage. May God bring you out of prisons. May God open up the doors for you. May God bring you into opportunities and allow allow his blessings to be 
showers up over your head. May God do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Dear God, we thank you and we praise you and we glorify you that when the odds are stacked against us, you will exact victory even out of what seems to be defeat. We thank you that you can turn our circumstance around and you can bring us into the vastness of your glory that we, Father, will see even out of the eyes of faith. Father, when the odds were stacked against us, you were stacked against our odds and you are greater than anything we face, bigger than any dilemma that we go through and you will make a way for us. Thank you for being a way maker. Thank you for being a burden bearer. Thank you for being a mountain mover. Thank you for being the consistency in my life that gives me the victory over the hand of my enemy. You are victorious and I am victorious in you. I stand in the power of your might. I come in the name of my God and I expect to do great exploits through my king. Would you, Father, defeat the hand of those who have risen up against me and would you spoil the plot of the enemy and bring me into victory? We love you today and we glorify you and we honor you. Let God arise and let all of your enemies be scattered. In the blessed name of the Lord Jesus, we pray, even though the odds seem to be stacked against us, I thank you because you are stacked against our odds and we have victory awaiting us. In Jesus' name, amen. When our backs were against the wall And it looked as if it was over You, you made our way And we're standing here Only because you made our way You made a way Have you heard that there's a new banquet hall and party rental supply store opened in Springfield, Ohio? If you need an event planner, if you need a place to hold your event, you need to check out Dos Palamas and Tracy's Touch Wedding and Event Planning, 195 East Leffels Lane, Springfield, Ohio. You can reach them at 937-346-4420, 937-346-4420. Let them plan your next event or host your next event in their Dos Palamos event hall. Give them a call, check them out, go to their website, and I'm sure you'll find just what you need. Dos Palamos and Tracy's Touch Wedding and Event Planning, 195 East Leffels Lane, Springfield, Ohio.
Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.